guys, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church in Indianapolis. I'm Claire Kingsley, your host, and I'm here with Pastor Jeff this morning. Good morning, everyone. Pastor Jeff, you kicked off our new sermon series on Sunday. We're studying the Book of Lamentations through this season of Lent. Right. And you preached from Lamentations chapter 1. Why don't you give us a one-minute recap of your sermon on loss, loneliness, and lament? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, Lamentations is this reflection from led by probably the prophet Jeremiah in the context of the destruction of Jerusalem and just weeping over all of that. And chapter one is really kind of laying out some of the themes we're going to see through the book of guilt and grief and grievance. Uh, but really, it's, uh, first of all, just an introduction for us, I think, as Westerners. What, how do we lament? We need to learn how to lament because we don't do that very well. Uh, and then especially in that chapter, we see these uh, very big themes of both loss and loneliness that come out, and naming everything that has happened and acknowledging just the, the loneliness and barrenness that has come with that and how to process through that mm-hmm. and how we need one another in that. Sure. It's a community yes. um, thing. So you said we don't do it well in the West. So do you think, do you know of other cultures that process and lament differently than we do? Um, well, yeah, I, I think you get to more traditional cultures, like you might think of Asia or uh, Africa, um, where you know, people might just, I mean, you see it in the world of the Bible where mm-hmm. there's just this outpouring of wailing and uh, visible expressions of grief. And uh, I mean, we read in the Bible of, you know, people tearing their clothes and sitting down in dust and ashes. And there's cultures where they, they may not, some where they may still literally do that, but um, African cultures, Asian cultures where. Uh, it's just sort of expected. This is, it's us being honest about what we're feeling and it's a way in some ways of honoring particularly a person that's passed away Mm -hmm. or just recognizing the loss. Mm -hmm. So Jeff, first part of our like main segment of Cut for Time is just sharing something, a big idea Mm. or concept that you didn't get to fit into your sermon Mm. on Sunday. Mm. What would that be? Um, I, I think maybe it came out some, but uh, one of the things that I really wanted to bring home is just that the whole concept of lament, that lament is really how we bring our sorrow to God. Without, um, without lament, we really don't know how to process pain well. Um, and, and, you know, we end up often with silence or bitterness or anger or resentment, and it, it just kind of leaks out in, in all other places. So one of the things might be, you know, if we have enough self-awareness, or maybe people have helped us see that, boy, you know, that maybe there's just something that's even deep-rooted, almost become like a pattern in our lives of maybe sarcasm or cynicism or impatience or judgment or bitterness maybe there's an unresolved grief there. Because if you think about it, really, our anger at the world um, comes out that way, those ways, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm judgmental, I'm critical, I'm bitter, I'm resentful, because there's some pain that's the reality that life is not the way it should be. Uh, and, and maybe it's not some deep-seated thing. Maybe it's just a low-level frustration of living in a broken world 
But I really haven't learned how to lament that in a way that doesn't just constantly leak out at me, you know, snapping at people or Mm -hmm. uh, being impatient all the time or uh, retreating into kind of cynical detachment. Um, Mm -hmm. And and there, lament is what helps us learn how to process that. Mm -hmm. And learn how to hold both the pain, but also the joys and the blessings without feeling, I mean, there will be seasons where you can be in one or the other, but also holding both at the same time. Oh, I think that's absolutely right. I Mm -hmm. I think the better that we learn how to lament, the greater joy we'll actually live with because Mm -hmm. we haven't really dealt, if we haven't dealt with the pain and the disappointment and the hurt, then, you know, we're not really free to deeply enjoy the good that is around us because we're just still stuck in this place of resentment, frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that makes it hard for us to really appreciate the good that is there. Yeah. Um, Jeff, this makes me think of a question that somebody submitted. Mm. Emily Musgrave submitted a question. She wants to know, does lament look different for everybody? That's part one of her question. Mm. Part two is, how could she or how could we assist others when they're grieving or lamenting, particularly if it's different from how you might process Mm. or lament? Uh, That's a great question, Emily. Um, Yeah, I think just like the grief process, there's probably markers along the way for just about all of us, but it's going to go in different, it's going to be expressed in different ways, for sure. Um, For some, it may be more that anger, uh, the, you know, the wrongness of what's happened or the world not being the way it should be. Um, For others, it may just be a deep, deep sadness. Uh, for others, it may just be silence and, you know, I just withdraw or, um, you know, so yeah, it, it definitely is going to look different, uh, just like grief does. And then that helps us, I think that recognition helps us answer the other part of the question, which is some of what we talked about in the sermon. I've just been reflecting on that myself um, since Sunday is... Part of the reason this book exists is to give us a language for naming the loss, but it's written as kind of a community project itself that we need one another to really be be able to come through the lament and the grief in a healthy way. Uh, so just, I think I mentioned on Sunday, the example of Job's friends, you know, who for, you know, 30 chapters did a terrible job trying to argue with Job why he was wrong. Mm -hmm. But the very first thing they did was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just came and sat down with him and didn't even say anything because they saw his grief was so deep. Mm -hmm. Now that's not like the model of how to do it, but just the ministry of being present with someone um, and offering yourself to be whatever they need you to be in that sense. Like if they just need to vent or if they just need someone to sit with them quietly or they may need someone to invite them into something uh, because you sense like, oh, that you know, this would, maybe they just need to be out and around other people and be reminded that um, life hasn't ended, you know? So that, obviously that takes wisdom and nobody, there's no formula. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we just try things out of a spirit of love and invitation uh, and go into those situations with a sensitivity and a willingness to 
be what God and that person needs us to be to help them process. And mm-hmm. and to, boy, I think the recognition, again, that it's not my job to fix the person or have all the answers. And, and I don't have to correct their, you know, expression of grief. Like maybe they're yelling at God because that theme of grievance comes up in Lamentations. That's in the Bible. Yeah. Um, and sometimes maybe we feel like, you know, we need to defend God and, you know, correct someone's you know, expression of their pain because, you know, God, how could you do this? Oh, no, no, don't say that. Well, no, I mean, that's in the Bible over and over again. So Mm -hmm. to just recognize, you know, we, again, we don't have to have the answers. We don't have to correct their theology right away. Um, Just be able to allow people to unburden what's on their hearts. Mm -hmm. And then a time will come for helping them process through. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for just giving insight to that and um, just makes me think there just there is no f- perfect formula <laughs> right like what about uh, the duration of time you mm, sleep with somebody and the duration mm. of a season of lament um, you don't know yeah. what you're stepping into the uncomfortableness but it's something that we're learning in the series that we are called right. to do with others that, in our community right and right I think that's what can feel a little maybe threatening or overwhelming because it, it's open-ended. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And, boy, I mean, again, I think I'll, most of us want to know exactly what we're committing ourselves to, right? right? Like, can I fit this in my schedule? Well, grief doesn't, you know, lament doesn't fit on right. a calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes and goes. And there'll be anniversaries or things that will, you know, trigger the lament or the grief for us or for others. and. Mm-hmm if we're okay with that i mean what a what a community of people we could you know what kind of community we could model if mm-hmm. we were just weren't as bound by our calendars and we're willing to just be available uh, and step into that with people mm-hmm. makes me think of um something that i heard recently just about creating margin in your life mm-hmm and how we don't have a lot of margin right Mm. now. Um, Mm. Oftentimes, like we're just so busy and hustle and go, go, go. Mm. But to love others well, one of the ways we can do that is purposefully creating margin in our day-to-day, week-to-week, just being able to then, when something does happen or when a season with someone in our community is um, maybe more demanding, Mm. we can provide that without hesitation. Yeah, yeah, you're, that can be really tricky, I think, to navigate through and to convince ourselves of that. One of the things that's helped me is just I have to remind myself, okay, there, there's all these things I need to get done, I want to get done. What if, you know, loving people well and being available for them is also one of the things that I really want to get done? And so I look at that as, oh, I actually, quote, accomplished uh, something by sitting and just being with this person that is meaningful mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it I mean that's helped me some like oh I you know I was with this person for an hour and a half or two hours or whatever and you know it's easy for us to think about oh you know I could have done this like well but I actually did something meaningful yeah. and mm-hmm. if my goal was to reflect Jesus love and care then I actually accomplished something. And we need to tell ourselves that, mm-hmm. uh, that that's, that's very meaningful and important too. It's worthwhile. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So um, Stephen Camp also submitted not a question, just like um, a response, I think, okay. in thankfulness. And he said that um, he just appreciates, first of all, the sermon series. I'm sure mm. many of us would would agree. And he said that made him think that this is just another way we get to be winsome ambassadors. And hmm. he was thinking about that as he's hearing your sermon and then not knowing what he would be walking into in work, learned that um, his boss had recently experienced mm. a personal loss. Mm. And Stephen felt more equipped in just a short period of time to mm. be able to be that ambassador for Christ and to sit and lament with him. And, um, yeah, why don't you speak into just this idea of how we can do this for people um, mm. that we are with in day-to-day relationship, but they aren't believers. They aren't Christians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, Stephen, for that uh, encouragement and the feedback. Um, yeah, it, we, we come here to faith and worship and, you know, all the other things that we do, certainly for ourselves because we're trying to grow in Christlikeness, but we're also doing that for the sake of other people, right? Like we're, what we're getting here, we're being equipped, filled with to be sent out. Uh, to to go be able to pour that in to offer that to other people right mm-hmm. so you don't that's right you don't know what those other people are going through but something that stuck out in the message a quote or a thought or an idea um, it doesn't I mean yeah, certainly you're not going to go out and you know re-preach a 30-minute sermon but just an idea or a thought that kind of stuck with you uh, and those things come up naturally in conversation like oh wow I you know I heard something in worship Sunday I mean we're starting this series on lament which is I mean we, you know who talks about lament but it was just you know it made me th- you know it just it opens up those kinds of conversations mm-hmm. um, with the recognition that what I'm what God is pouring into me here what I'm learning how I'm growing is yes for me but for me also for the sake of the people who aren't here on sunday because god is sending faith church out into all these different communities connections relationships situations uh, that obviously are intended like jesus is literally sending us out Mm -hmm. um, to point people I, i love the phrase that I heard years ago, we're really just trying to help people take the next one step towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't have to dump everything on people, you know, all at once, like everything you know about the gospel, you know, it, it's sort of, you know, those kinds of conversations open up opportunities to discover, get to know people you're working with, where they are spiritually, and recognize, oh, well, here's something that we heard or we're going through, or I've been reading or studying or praying about that could help this person um, because it's, I mean, we live in a world that God made, obviously, and God cares about people, and we live in a broken world, and we're all broken, and so the gospel is constantly speaking into those situations with hope and transformation and or conviction or instruction. Um, so, yeah, the, that idea that I'm here um, for the sake of what God could do in me and then through me mm-hmm. into other people. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm sure many people now hearing this are like, I could share a story, you know, mm-hmm. of either someone doing that in their own life or getting, having the opportunity to do that for others. And I just wish we could hear all the stories, Jeff. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I mean, especially think about people here at Faith who, you know, maybe this series or this series has or will bring up the awareness of griefs and sorrows they've experienced in their own lives. And those pain points become a way to connect with people to say like, oh, wow, you know, I went through this, I, you know, this bad experience or I'm really struggling or frustrated or disappointed with, you know, this reality of life in this world. But we've been, you know, we started this series on Sunday and it's making me think about this and it just opens up all kinds of it and invites other people to talk about their lament or sorrow or pain. It, uh, you know, humanizes us obviously to, mm-hmm. to people. Um, yeah, it, it opens up all kinds of avenues for connecting with the world around us. Mm-hmm. So before we go, I ask you to share an illustration or a personal story mm-hmm. that you didn't get to include. Sometimes like, a few people have asked me, how's that different from something that you had to cut for time? I'd mm-hmm. say it's just a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not a whole idea or concept yeah. that you wish you could have fleshed out. But yeah. any personal stories you want to add to this? Yeah, um, hmm. Amelia's my wife has really uh, helped me over the years in processing through just some issues in family dynamics in my family of origin, um, with some lament over things not being the way I wish they could be in in relationships, and helping me grieve that and accept. The, those people in my family for who they are uh, instead of being frustrated and hurt that relationships weren't the way that I would like them to be. Uh, Amelia was really able to help me lament um, and say, yeah, you're right, that's, that's hard, it's hurtful, it's disappointing, um, and it is what it is, and none of us are perfect, and God's trying to help you figure out how to love that person for who they are instead of who you want them to be. Uh, that's, a, that's a really tough one, right? Um, that lament really helps us with. And I don't think we even had the language to talk about it that way at the time, but that's what she was helping me do, was lament the way it isn't, but the way God would want it to be, and maybe it's not the way it even can be, and I don't have control over that, but I was really helped by my wife helping me lament Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. Yeah. That's great. Um, and we get to do that, obviously, hopefully, as husbands and wives, as parents as, as parents and children, as friends and brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Right. So how did you and Joey, or our leadership team, decide this is mm. the book that we need to study mm. right now? Uh, yeah, I, a couple things, I think. One, it's uh, not something we do well in our culture, in the church culture, in, in Western, you know, industrialized countries. Uh, you know, this season of Lent heading up to Easter has traditionally in church um, historically been a season of uh, reflection, um, 
there's often, you know, the self-examination. There's a recognition of the brokenness in us and in the world that sends Jesus to the cross for us. Um, it, so all those things kind of coming together and um, helping us see and reflect on, again, just the how sin ruins everything, but how God is greater. Uh, and all that kind of comes together in this book of Lamentations that it's also, you know, kind of a fun challenge for uh, taking on a book that hardly ever gets preached through. Uh, and yet it's there and it's there for a reason uh, and it's helpful uh, and I think really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I know we're going along on our podcast and so I... I just think it's worthwhile, all the things that you have to share, and um, thanks for your time. So Thank you guys for hanging in, and you can either lament over how long the podcast has gone on, or, or it can just be an example of sitting and listening with people who need to talk through things. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Jeff, do you have any final nuggets of wisdom before we <laughs> sign off? Um, yeah, I think I mentioned a little um, in the sermon. When I grew up, the watchword was, boys don't cry. And that is not the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. And tears are a gift from God mm-hmm. when we let him help us and others help us process the right way. So my final nugget then is everyone should bring their tissues for the next few Sundays. I think we're going to set out extra boxes of Kleenex. That sounds great. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode of Cut for Time. And if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review. Just a few. It'll just take a few moments. Um, or share this podcast with a friend. So um, others who are looking for this type of content, this information, or a church can get connected. And um, we'll be here next week with Pastor Joey and talking about Lamentations too. Mm-hmm.